Every 
Good morning. How are you? Three of you are good. You're doing all right? Fantastic. We've come off a great week, haven't we? Hey, our sailors, weren't they amazing? Fantastic. Yeah. Last night, not quite so amazing. But that's all right. That's all right. Jesus is still on the throne. Let me read you a piece of Scripture, and we're going to sing that song one more time. And um, let me read the Scripture first. So I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 13. And so it's been talking about the way we sacrifice, or the, the way they used to sacrifice animals and, you know, all that kind of stuff in the old days, in the Old Testament. And then it says this, So we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices. That's because Jesus went to the cross. So we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus, we will offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. These are the lambs we offer from our lips that celebrate His name. That's a great thought. Now in the old days, you would have had to, um, you had to deal with a lamb or a, whatever it was that you're sacrificing, there would have been blood everywhere, it stunk, all that kind of stuff. Today, the equivalent is our praise. That's pretty cool. We got the easy job. Yeah, we did. You need to talk to me. We got the easy job, eh? We did, we did. And so we're gonna sing that song again. We're gonna sing it with that perspective in mind that this is our sacrifice a steady stream of praise to God. Are you okay with that? Totally. You're awake, eh? Yes, yes, you're awake. That's good. I can feel it starting to come back, the song. So you just got to let it move you a little. And let's give Him a steady stream of praise. Ready to go? Here we go. It is such a great opportunity to be able to come together and lift up and celebrate the name of Jesus. So we make the most of that opportunity this morning. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. I thank you that you're in this room. I thank you that it is on your mind, on your agenda to touch every person in this place. 
And Father, this morning I would ask that by your Spirit, you would bring a revelation of your mercy, your kindness, your goodness, your salvation. And particularly, you would bring that to people today who don't know who you are. That this would be a place of discovery this morning. This would be a place of encounter this morning with the living God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome. It is great to see you. And uh, why don't you turn around, say hello to three or four people. Welcome them. have you here. If you are visiting with us today, at the end of the meeting, at the back of the room, there's a table and there's white bags on it. And there's lovely people there to say hello. If you'd like to uh, head that way on your way out at the end, there's some information there about who we are as a church. And uh, if we can do anything to help you in your journey of faith, we would love to do that. So just let the people there know that would be great. Who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the last week? Birthdays. Your birthdays? Birthday. Fantastic. Come and see me if you've had a birthday or a, or a wedding anniversary. Push your way through. Happy birthday. Birthday? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Fantastic. Well, church, why don't we jump up on our feet? We're going to declare God's blessing. Oh, and another one as well. We're going to declare God's blessing over these wonderful people. Here we go. You ready? Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Happy birthdays. Do you get chocolate? Happy birthday. Well, there's a couple of things to bring to your attention this morning. Firstly, if you were one of the the people that turned up last Sunday afternoon to go to the malls, well done. It was a good time, wasn't it? It was a great time. Well done. Good on you, especially those who really pushed past the comfort zone. I know we got kicked out of the malls, but that's the way it goes. And um, we probably should have asked first. But anyway easier to ask forgiveness. Um, it was a good time. Well done. If you stepped up and you pushed yourself a little bit, well done. I thought it was it was a great time. So that was excellent. Um, the trip to the Bible lands in April next year. There's brochures in the foyer. If you're interested in that, I need to have your interest really quickly because that trip's only going to happen if we get 46 people on the tour. And... Um, once I know how many from here are keen, and I think it's half full at least already, uh, once I know how many people are keen from here, I'm going to go wider to some other churches and see if we can make that work or not. So if you are keen, the brochures are in the foyer. It's April next year. Um, I will put something out this week because I've had a p- couple of people ask me more details. I've got more details I can give you uh, about some of the things you'll see. So I'll try and get that out in the next week or so. That'll be good. School of Leadership, our second School of Leadership for the year is starting on the 11th of July. 
It's uh, from 6 p.m. to 7.20 p.m. here. Only four weeks. And this next one is based around personality types, how you're made. And um, some people I've found, when you talk about personality types, they go, oh, that's going to put me in a box, etc. I've not found that to be the case. I've found it's done the opposite for me. It's actually given me incredible confidence in who I am to be able to press the the boundaries a little bit and understand how how I operate, how I function, and actually you change over time anyway, somewhat. So that is open to anybody and everybody, Um, but I would ask that if you come to one, you come to all four. There's no point doing half a course. So it starts on the 11th of July. Uh, We need your registration just so we know how many there are. Last time we were pushing the maximum capabilities of having it downstairs we'll have to find a different location if that's the same this time so uh, the price is zero we just want you there we want to see you growing in your leadership capacity so that would be great starts on the 11th there's brochures in the foyer for that as well fantastic well kids you can go have a wonderful time looking very smart with these flash new sweatshirts a lot of you are wearing I must say Thank you, teachers. like to come and lead us around communion this morning. Can you give Jenny a hand as she comes, please? Good morning. Communion this morning is about remember Jesus. And Jesus asks us to remember him. So in Luke um, in Luke 22 verse 19, when Jesus is um, giving out the the bread and the wine. He says, this is my body and blood given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So remembering Jesus, our God, is mostly a conscious thing until we get into it. Um, It's a decision that we make. He is with us always. And the good and awful, the big and the small things, he loves to reveal himself to us, to encourage love and to strengthen us. When we struggle, we can ask him about it. Jesus has revealed many things to me. One of them in particular is um, an early memory when fear had affected my life. It was just before my fifth birthday and I was in an accident. I fell out the back of my parents' milk van onto the road, um, landed on my head in the middle of the road, cars coming. Um, This is before seatbelts were required back then. So I spent time in hospital, and Mum and Dad, of course, way back then, weren't able to stay with me in the hospital. And um, Jesus showed me a picture of that time in the hospital bed, and he was with me, and he showed me the room with angels in it. He took away that fear and the lonely feelings. All we need to do is ask. And I still have a huge big scar on my head, but I don't have the fear. So today I want to invite you to have a time of communion with God. So it's not just the emblems, 
you're communing, spending time abiding with God. And to remember and give thanks for what was sacrificed and given and achieved for us all. From the cross through eternity. I'm going to play one of my favourite songs for communion called Remember Me by Steve Camp. It's been sung as if it's Jesus singing to us. And the song talks about us coming to Jesus' table of grace. He says, come my child and seek my face. How forgiveness flows from the cross of Calvary to come and share this life with him. Take the emblems when you're ready as they're being passed out. And ask Jesus to show you where he is. And ask, what does he want to say to you? I'll just pray. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that you are with us now and always. And can you just draw us close as we draw close to you during the song. This flows from the 
Thank you, Jenny. Well, as the cups are received, on your seat you will find a faith commitment form. And we're going to take a couple of moments this morning to fill these in. Now, we did it a couple of weeks ago. doing it again today because I really want to make sure that every person has the opportunity to get their their card in. This is what we do at Activate Church. This is part of who we are as a church. We have an incredible legacy around global mission. And uh, I want to make the opportunity really easy for everyone to get their cards in today. So in a moment, I'll get you to fill it in. Let me explain it first. Everything we do with Global Mission is funded by faith, faith commitments. And that's basically when we go before God individually and we say, Lord, how would you like me to sow into this? How would you like me to give to this? And then by faith, go with whatever He tells you and say, okay, now it's your job to make it happen. And um, as the finance comes, we can then sow it into, into Global Mission. I love this. I find it an incredible challenge each year and Jan and I have stretched it to a new new area this year, which I'm personally quite excited about. And um, I love being involved in it. This is who we are as Activate Church. This is one of the big rocks of what we're involved in. We're not just about Hamilton and New Zealand. We're about the globe. And um, this last week, in fact, I've had the incredible opportunity of uh, heading to Hong Kong to meet with a gentleman there, a man that I met uh, several months ago in China. And uh, it's just as a God prompting that I've been following, but it really is exciting what's happening. And I met in Hong Kong because it's kind of good neutral ground. If you know anything about China, you know you've got to be a little bit careful there. And um, the gentleman that we met there is is a pastor of a church. And his church, uh, he's planted several groups, 10 10 groups, I think, roughly at the moment. And his intention is that all of those groups will turn into churches. And he has a real heart for the minority people in China. 
which is great because our missionaries from here, Grant and Vicky McAllister, live in Hong Kong, spend a lot of time on the mainland, uh, but they have a real heart for the minority groups as well. So I was able to connect these two gentlemen together and and part of it was for my benefit because I wanted to check that everything that was happening was up front and it was as it seemed. And uh, I don't talk Chinese. And when uh, the, the pastor emails me, he emails me in Chinese. And so I have to go to Google to work out what the heck he's saying. And uh, it takes quite a while. Likewise, I email him in English and he has to go to Google to work out what I'm saying to him. And so there's plenty of room there for us to get things completely wrong. And so Grant, being a Chinese speaker, was able to um, interpret in the meeting and being someone that I, Grant being someone that I trust implicitly, was able to ask all the questions and dig a little bit to make sure everything was as it, as it seems. And we've got a great opportunity there to partner with this church. And, and they're asking us to come in and they're asking us to um, teach their people and to do some training. He doesn't feel, the pastor doesn't feel he's equipped to do that well, but he would like us to really help in that area, which we can do. Also, hoping that initially at least one of their people will come over and spend some time with us and hopefully study at Vision College. He would really like that. So there's this great partnership, there's this great bonding that's happening. Actually, Grant asked him, he said, well, if you're going to spend some time with Sheridan, you need to give him a Chinese name. They call me Bob. Everywhere I go in Asia, I'm Bob. Because it's easier. It doesn't matter which way you read it, you still get it right. And anyway, he said, you need to, um, you need to give Sheridan a Chinese name. And uh, that, that's deeply significant. And for him to be asked to do that is deeply significant. And he said, oh, I have to, I have to think about that. I have to spend some time praying about that before I can do that. And then before the end of the meeting, he said to Grant, he said, I still need to think and I need to pray about what name I'll give Sheridan. But I will give him my surname because we're now brothers. And I thought, wow, that's quite significant. And he was deeply moved that I'd made the trip. I wasn't even in Hong Kong. For, I think I was there for a day. It's a long way to go for a day um, to meet him. But, you know, it was really a prompting of God that this is something that we need to do. And this is a God connection that, that we need to be involved with. And one story of many for Global Mission. We're touching different places all around the world and uh, it's incredibly powerful what God's doing, but this is how it happens. This is how we can do, how we can respond. So we're going to watch a video in just a moment from Kate, who's in Belgium and uh, be inspired by what she's doing. But while that's happening, can you fill these forms in? And at the end, they'll be collected. And um, if you take longer than the end, you can put them in the brown boxes at the end of the gathering. But this is what we do as Activate Church. It's not, should I get involved with this or shouldn't I get involved with it? If you're part of Activate Church, this is what we do. Okay? So it's, it's what we do. And really, I could care less how much you sow into it. Well, that's not exactly true. You want to throw a million dollars at it, I'm happy. Uh, but, but for me, it's not about how much you put in. For me, it's that you're involved and that you're on the journey with God, what God's doing, because this is what we do as a family. This is what we do as a church, uh, is we reach out, we touch the world, and uh, we carry with us a legacy of generations that have done the same thing. So I really encourage you to fill this out by faith, 
get involved, but get your form in because um, I need I need the forms in so that we can make decisions about what's happening in the next 12 months. Our missionaries rely on us, and um, if I can't, if I haven't got a clear way forward, if I haven't got some idea of where we're heading. Um, it just means I've got to be very ambiguous to them. They don't know if they're staying, going, what they're doing. And we need to be we need to be able to give them a very clear message of our support and our gratitude and that we're right behind them, all that kind of thing. So enjoy the video and uh, fill this out while that's happening. And if you're going to be baptised shortly, um, feel free any time to go and get ready. If you were to say to someone in Brussels, I'm a missionary, they would be like, well, why aren't you going to Africa? They don't see the need for people to be telling others about God. I don't believe in God. Uh, my parents don't believe in God either. I don't even describe myself as a missionary. When I'm talking to people, I'll say I'm an artist, or I work with a church, or yeah, I like the word missionary is a big turn off. I'm not Christian, by the way. Um, it's uh, a bit uh, uh, pushed down, I think. When people hear you talking about God, they immediately equate it to their experience with the Catholic Church, which is very formal and very obligatory. I think in my entourage, in my family, we never speak about religion, we never go to the church. When people ask me, why have you come to Belgium? Why have you come to Brussels? Part of me doesn't know how to answer that question, but I know that I'm called to use the gifts God has given me. And those gifts are in the area of the arts. Art plays a really significant role in Belgium. Yeah, this is an artistic uh, place. I mean, the Flemish masters from, you know, 15th, 16th centuries. I mean, this was fa a famous area for art for a long time. You look at music culture here, there are so many music festivals. Every town or village has some description of a festival where they will have live music. I love the potential of the arts. Music and the arts just kind of comes at telling people about God in a totally different direction. Art has a way of really, really breaking in and speaking to the soul. And sometimes people will see something in a picture or in a dance or a song that just really opens up their way of, of thinking. But it's not about the art form itself, but it's about the conversations that people can have uh, with artists um, while, while connecting with them. And I really believe that the church has an opportunity to connect through the arts in Belgium because there are so many narratives that come through in the arts world about identity, about life, about culture. All of these questions come up in, in a painting or in a song. And we as Christians can answer so many of the questions that they have. So the idea of that is the beginning point of a relationship. Maybe it's something that people find out that they have in common for a type of music or a style of art, that there can be an ongoing relationship formed and that would hopefully lead to a relationship with God because they see God in us. One of the long-term visions that I have for the work that I do here is to engage people who live in Belgium uh, in creating music, particularly for church settings. Belgium doesn't really have its own worship voice. It brings a lot of songs in from Australia, from Hillsong, or from Chris Tomlin, or from, from Opwekking in the Netherlands, but it doesn't have its own voice. Having 
songs from their culture, it really makes a lot of sense to connect with them personally. We wonder as OM, like what would it be like if we incorporated that into the way that we do worship music in the church so that when we sing to Jesus together, it actually sounds Belgian. I'm super excited about a project that's kind of in the pipeline for OM and it's to create a recording studio so that uh, we can take the music that has been written by people who live in Belgium and record it so that it can be like sent out to other churches. And through that, we really hope we really truly believe, in fact, that what will happen in the end is that we will see people come to Christ because the gospel makes sense, because the gospel is told in song, because a relationship with Christ is so beautifully illustrated and demonstrated in the way that we sing together as a church. And I'm also keen to kind of explore the area of visual art as well. A piece I'm working on at the moment is based on uh, the big Catholic church in St. Catherine and I saw like the outline of a city on it, the city on the church. For me that's a piece that's helping me with my sense of belonging to this neighbourhood. It's the iconic church in the middle of the neighbourhood and even though it's not my church it's like we're building the kingdom here. To people who support me back home, thank you, thank you, thank you. Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Thank you for believing in me enough, whether it's sending me an email or a message on Facebook, whether it's contributing financially, whether it's praying for me. I love you a lot and thank you so much for believing enough in me to support me in this way. If I think about the needs of people who live in Brussels, I think of the need for something deeper, the need for connecting with the creator of the universe that there would be deeper sense of fulfillment because they know that this is the God of the universe, that I can have a relationship with him, wow. stand together as we continue in our worship. I feel this morning Father God is wanting to tell us wants us to go deeper with Him. He wants our trust in Him to build, to grow deeper. He's saying, I'm trustworthy. Spend your time with me. Choose me.
Trust you more and 
we surrender to you Help us, help us to allow ourselves to put our trust in you You're the only way You're the best way
So this morning, I think I think we're baptizing three people this morning. Sounds all right? Yeah, three. Fantastic. We've got Carolyn, Reuben, and Adam. So that's fantastic. And if you know them and you want to come down and stand around the front here, you are most welcome to. So feel free to come out of your seats. This is a great family celebration as we publicly declare our lives are His. That's what baptism is all about. And I encourage you. If you've not been baptised and you're a disciple of Christ, you need to be baptised. So let this morning encourage you in that. Fantastic. I've been coming to this church for many, many years. Um, I've been stuck in the past a lot. Uh, the past of condemnation, sorrow, pain. Um, and it's time for me to let all that go. For me to be uh, a rock in my family for my boys so that we can go forward in a positive way. For him to shape me as he wants me. For him to make the right decisions and right choices. And, uh, and to to be what I need to be for myself, for my family, and how we can serve the Lord in the best way that we can, and how we can go forward in a positive way and leave the past, the condemnation, and the feelings of not being good enough behind. thank you for Carolyn. I thank you for the step that she is making today. God, I thank you that you would warm this water up right now. <laughs> and God, I declare your blessing upon her life and her family in Jesus' name. Thank you for the stand that she is making. Thank you that you are with her right now. Amen. Carolyn, because of the confession of your faith, we now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Yes, thank you, Lord. Carolyn, I um, was praying for you this morning and I got the, the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And I actually got a picture of Jesus just going, just saying, look over here, girl, look over here and look up. And he was, he was giving you a little wink. And, and, and I got the words of that song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful grace and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, just confirming that, I also got a picture of you being the bride of Christ and after you've said your vows, the veil is removed and the veil causes distortion, but when it comes off, it's a clear vision of Christ. So Christ is giving you a clear vision. Carolyn, this is from, from Heather Major, your friend who couldn't be here today. Um, and she's asked me to share this with you. Uh, 2 Timothy 4.18 The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, and He will make your paths straight. Um, Carolyn, I just, when I got your text last night, I was so excited, and I just thought, God, what do you want to say to her this morning? And as you were sharing, I just felt God say, expect the unexpected, like the cold water. No one expected that, nor did you. <laughs> Yet God in His grace will be with you in those moments and He's going to bring great beauty in the unexpected. So know that when you find yourself in those spots, He's with you and He wants to reveal His beauty through you. Carolyn, when you were sharing the things that you wanted to change, the, the things to be stripped away, I just had that sense that they were like garments that you had hung on to and had wrapped yourself up in, and your step of obedience is you taking those off and, and the Lord removing them, and the garment of praise will be yours to walk in. Excellent. Isn't that wonderful? Let's give Carolyn a big hand. Congratulations. And uh, she's done well to go through those cold waters. So it's a pleasure now to invite Adam. Adam is going to be water baptized. And on his behalf, his dad is going to share a few words. Thank you. Yeah, well, I've traveled here from Ashburton and I would have missed this for the world. Um, <clears throat> Adam is my youngest son. And um, even going back last year, Adam was in a situation which I found heartbreaking where he was with, he was with another, another partner and she, self, she self-declared herself to be a witch. And I, and I could see, I'm very emotional, <laughs> I could see that Adam was very oppressed. So I did a lot of praying. And I prayed for his salvation. I prayed for the salvation of my grandson. I prayed for not only his salvation, that he would find happiness. And um, I'd like to encourage parents and grandparents, you have the right to claim in Jesus' name. You have that right. So this is a testimony of God's love for me 
and Adam because he answered my prayers. He, he um, after praying with us for a while, the relationship fell apart. And just after it fell apart, then Adam came to me and started asking me questions about God. He said he picked up his grandfather's old Bible that I gave him and he was reading it. This was just, God is faithful, you know, in prayer. So then, um, just after it broke up and he, he met Leanne. And Leanne has turned his world upside down. When I heard that Leanne was a, was a Christian, you wouldn't believe I was, I was yelling and screaming and thanking God. And um, now it's led to this, to this baptism. And I just praise God. I praise him for the journey that Adam's been through. I praise him. I praise him for his faithfulness, faithfulness. And I just want to share, do you know, I think, and I've done a lot of pondering and thinking that when you come to God with a, with a request, when you come to God with a prayer, if you don't pick it up and you leave it with God, God can work with it so much better and so much faster. So I just encourage grandparents, I encourage parents just to pray out. For your, for your children, for your grandchildren, and just leave it to God and let God move mountains. Awesome. Thank you so much. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, Adam, come on and I'm going to ask Jan if she would hold the, the microphone. That would be great. So I'm going to pray and Sheridan is going to baptize Adam. It's going to be warmer tonight, I can assure you. <laughs> you just want to hop it. Okay, hands across you, just hop on the right. Father, we thank you that, Lord, uh, we stand here today. Lord, with Adam and his family. Father, I thank you for intergenerational prayers. That Father has started with Adam's dad, and I believe um, Adam, the Lord wants to encourage you, that would be one to pray through the generations. That God is at work, and God is more desirous of people coming to him than what we could ever dream or think of. And so, Father, because of the desire that Adam has to follow you, because of his heart's longing to serve you, Father, we thank you that we're in these waters of baptism. Father, we pray your grace and your favor to be upon him. And that, Lord, the journey from this point on, Father, would be at a completely new level. Father, that, Lord, Adam would know that, Lord, he is seated with you in heavenly places, that he lives and reigns with Christ Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for him and his family, and we declare your blessing over him in Jesus' name. Amen. Adam, because of your faith, the confession of your faith, it's a great privilege this morning to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.
Adam, well done. Well done. This, as I was um, just watching you go through that, just the, the words of this is a massive, this is a step of obedience. And uh, this, is, this, this is the new life, was the words that came to my mind. And it's a life of obedience, walking in obedience. There are going to be all sorts of challenges as you go through for the rest of your life where God will be calling you uh, to, uh, to obey, to, ta- to take steps. And that's the life that, that we live now. And God's calling you into that and He's with you and He's smiling and He's saying, this is the new life. I've got amazing things for you. And there are going to be all sorts of times where you have that opportunity of, oh, do I... Do I do that or do I not? And God's saying, yes, follow what I'm saying. Step into it. He has amazing things for you. Adam, I uh, get the words adored son. You are your heavenly father's adored son. And I uh, sense him asking you to uh, see what you may not see in the natural, see yourself in in the spiritual, that um, he has a great call on your life, and uh, sometimes you may, in the natural, put yourself down, uh, but that is not what Father says. And so, to start to see yourself as your Father, your heavenly Father sees you as adored Son with a call on your life. Start to see that in the spiritual. I feel like God would say to you, "I am yours, and you are mine." And then I got a picture of you. It's like you're like a little boy that's taking something so precious and put it in his pocket that is like a little trinket that is so special and doesn't want to be lost. But I feel like Father would say to you, yes, I am that special, but I'm not yours to keep to yourself and that you are to share me with everyone. And I feel it's like that specialness that's in your pocket, that as you take it out and you share it and you share it, it's almost like the the greatness of it and the goodness of it will just get stronger and stronger. It will never run out. It is not just yours to keep to yourself. It is yours to share with everyone around you. Awesome. You're going on from that. Um, I got the word banana um, <laughs> and random. I thought it was tasty, but um, I felt that God saying that you're like a ripe banana, that the others around you are going to become ripened in God. Um, so one good ripe banana and a whole lot of green ones is going to bring um, the bananas to ripeness. Um, but yeah, so the way that you're going to influence the people around you that aren't yet ready um, to know God or aren't yet ready to pursue Him fully, your influence in their lives is going to help bring them um, through in discipleship to be people that fully love God and fully want to pursue Him. So allow yourself to be influential those around you. Adam, I've got a real sense that God's saying there's a whole lot more in you than you realise, that He's placed more in you than you realise, and that uh, over time it's going to start to come to the to the surface and to run with it. And I can even see you questioning yourself, going, oh, look, I'm not that guy, but God says you are that guy. And it's in you. And even for you, Leanne, I, I encourage you, because sometimes you're going to think He's not that guy, but God says He is that guy. And um, so it's just going to be on your paradigm of thinking a little bit. So it'll cause a stretch for you both. But uh, you are that guy. God says you are that guy. And so stand confidently in who he's created you to be. And don't be surprised when uh, these stirrings and passions start to come to the surface. Just following on from that, Adam, uh, um, 
I just really have the sense that God has a kingly call for you. And um, there is a lot more than what you could even think or imagine because your God is so good. And He is so big. And He is so for you. And He wants to crown you. And as you grow in your walk with Him, that you would walk in the grace and the majesty that's really of the royal throne room of God. And that influences others for good. And uh, one of the things that a king can do He has resources at his hand that he can bless others. And so God is going to place resources in your hands that you'll be a blessing to those around you. It's not going to happen in five minutes. It's going to take time. But as you press into him and share the resources with others, God will richly bless you and your family. Amen. Fantastic. How about giving Adam a great big hand? Well done. Isn't that exciting? Great. Good morning, everybody. I'll just let you know that I'm not going to speak for half an hour, okay? If you're wondering if the roast is going to be overcooked. Was somebody moaning then? Do you want me to? (laughs) I want to share share uh, an encouragement, a thought with you and with me, uh, that something that God is speaking to me, so I'm passing on to you because it's not fair that I keep it to myself, um, and it goes with everything that's been going happening here. Wasn't it great to see Kay uh, up on the screen there, doing a great job? How many of you got your voting papers in the mail this week? Yes? Voting is coming up. We need to uh, prepare ourselves to, to make wise choices with our votes for our prime minister, our local ministers. Well, I want to share the thought with you. Well, actually, it's not a thought. It's the truth. The truth with you that we are all ministers. We are ministers. And so, anyway, with the local ministers in mind... You know, it's a very important role, isn't it? We've had a couple of local ministers in here with us, and I remember we gave them a great big applause and um, a standing ovation, I think it was. One, I remember one of them said to us, I have never, ever, ever, ever in all of my career of being a minister received that sort of applause. So well done, church. That was good. We blew them, blew them away with our applause. So imagine we've got our local ministers of um, Mitch and Mary Milton, shall we say. Our local ministers, they're representing us, the great mighty Waikato, uh, Mitch and Mary Milton of uh, Matamata, I think, were Morrinsville, Morrinsville. Mitch and Mary Milton of Morrinsville, representing us. And here they are, our ministers, our ambassadors. And they are sent off, let's say we send them off, to Timbuktu, because we like this great opportunity there, some ways that we can help Timbuktu, and Timbuktu can help us. So there's, a, there's some great uh, things lined up for them. So they head off on the plane, and probably business, say, business class. They head off on the plane, and here's Mitch and Mary. 
they have got a great big um, lineup of of appointments to attend to. To you know, it's that there are important appointments, all representing us, ambassadors for us, the great mighty Waikato. They arrive there, they check into their hotel. It's a nice hotel in Timbuktu. They're pretty pretty wrapped with their accommodation. They see there, there's a little card there, it says that there's a day spa there. So they're like, oh, well, maybe we'll just pop into the day spa. So they need to just um, put the first appointment aside and enjoy the day spa because they're worth it. And so they, while they're in the day spa, they hear about the jet ski tour that's going on. So they're, um, they're like, well, we better not miss out on that. So here they go. They're like, let's go off to the jet ski tour. But they have to miss two other appointments for that. But that's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with jet ski tours or in day spas. Not at all. Nothing wrong with them. But they do ditch their appointments to go and enjoy that. While they're on the jet ski tour, they hear about, there's some guy, Peter, there, and he's doing some sailing lessons. Better not miss out on sailing lessons with Peter. So they go and join in with the sailing lessons. Anyway, they have a fantastic time in Timbuktu. They don't get to any of their appointments because they're enjoying that. You can go along to a seafood buffet and enjoy the crayfish that Pastor Ray's pretty jealous about. <laughs> Mitch and Mary Milton have an amazing time. They're enjoying all the perks of their role. Their role as ministers, ambassadors, enjoying all the perks. They're feeling very comfortable but they are negating their responsibility as ambassadors, as our ministers. And so my question to you and me today is as ministers, when we are Christians, all of us are ministers, all of us are ambassadors. Are we negating our responsibilities, our role? Are we comfortable in our nine-to-five safe lives? Are we enjoying the perks of our role? I I have so many perks. I tell you, I have hope. Incredible. I went to a funeral this week. Amazing that I have hope. There's two, one funeral today actually and another one coming up. Two of our ministers, Pastor Manu Poio, if you know him, he passed away, uh, a minister in our movement, and Pastor Gardner in the Australian uh, movement. Anyway, we have a perk of hope, don't we? In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11, right up to, if you're writing it down, right up to 6, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11, right up to chapter 6, verse 7, but I also encourage you to read before then and after then as well. It says here, verse 11, it says, We are God's ambassadors. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Then it says, verse 15, Christ died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. Verse 17 This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Verse 18, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself 
through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Let me just say that again. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Verse 19, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, that we could be made right with God through Christ. We have incredibly good news, don't we? And we are called, we are asked, we are commanded to be his ambassadors, to reconcile others to Christ. He's given us the responsibility. That's our job. An ambassador, I looked it up and it says, is the highest ranking diplomat. Wow, I'm the highest ranking diplomat. So are you, if you are in relationship with Christ. And on the US Embassy site, it says the ambassador is actually called the chief of mission. Do you like that one? That's you, the chief of mission. The chief of mission. I like, uh, you know, Kay's. She said, I don't like that word missionary. Well, maybe she, she might like that, eh? The chief of mission. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, by the way, she's doing an incredible job over there. Are we doing an amazing job here? Are we? Are we? Are we doing the role that we have been asked to do? Um, an ambassador, we value. We value what we represent. We're passionate about where we're from. And Philippians 3.20, it says, we are citizens of heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven. If you're in relationship with Jesus, you are a citizen of heaven. That's what you represent. You represent God. You represent his kingdom, the king of kings and his kingdom. Do we value that? Do we value what we have? You know, as I said before, I have hope. You know, I have and I have peace. I have joy. Even when I don't actually feel joyful, I still have joy. I still have joy. I have an identity. I actually have power. I got the power. I have power because he gives me power. I have wisdom. It says in the word that when I, I just need to ask and he will give me wisdom. I have wisdom. We have so much. We have treasures, treasures from above, so much. And we are asked to be generous to give, to overflow, not to hold it all to ourselves, to enjoy the perks, to be comfortable in our nine-to-five life, but to overflow, to go, to love, to think outside of ourselves. And I've got to admit to you that I don't get it right all the time. Far from it, actually. But I'm working on that one. And I, but I do have a, uh, a memory of when I was shopping. You know, I was a long time ago that I was shopping, and earlier this year, and I went into a shop. And I remember I was, was in Tiawa, went into a shop, and the beautiful shop assistant um, said to me, "She said, Wow, you look so happy. 
man, you look, we just look so happy. And anyway, we had this conversation, and I can't remember properly what, what, you know, the actual words that were said. But do you know what? I walked out of that shop, and then I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I did not tell her the reason why she probably saw the hap- it was actually the jo- joy. That's what she would have saw. But seen. That's what she would have seen. <laughs> but I did not. I missed. I totally missed that opportunity. And I think, you know, I hear Adam's dad here, you know, talking. It's like, who knows? She could have had a dad or a mum that was praying for her. And I could have been the piece of the puzzle that could have just shared something. Maybe she was going, God, are you real? Would you show me today? I missed it. I missed it. And I know you're tut tut tutting over there. <laughs> but God has forgiven me. I have talked to God about it, and He has forgiven me, and I'm not going to hold on to that. But I can say I went out there last Sunday with the group, and I did go and talk to a number of people. I one significant man that I talked to, Eric, who I can, am continuing to pray for, an elderly gentleman. He didn't know Jesus. He had anxiety, and he allowed me to pray for him, and I was able to release the peace of God upon him. Whew, that was beautiful. Another lady stopped me on the street. How dare she? Stopped me on the street the other day. Um, I was in Wellington, actually, and um, it turned out she was Hare Krishna. And everything in me was like, oh, you don't have time for this, Jean. And then I felt the Holy Spirit go, yes, you do. And so I continued to have this conversation with her. And I thought, I'm just going to love on you. I'm going to love on you. God, God, show her your love. And I just loved on her. Loved on her. And I shared what gave me peace, what gives me joy. I shared about my relationship with Jesus. And she ended the conversation. (laughs) But we had a great conversation together, and I walked away, and I was praying for that beautiful young lady, praying for her, and I was like, God, thank you. You're giving me courage. You're helping me to step out in it, because how dare I, how dare I keep what I have got to myself? How dare I, when I am called to be the highest ranking diplomat, the chief of mission, I need to step out in this. People are waiting to be reconciled to God. God is sending us, and we need to be good at it too. You can read on in in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 about being good at it because some ambassadors aren't so good, are they? And people have turned away because of bad ambassadors or representatives. We need to be good at it. So I encourage us this morning, if you're a Christian, you're an ambassador. I'm an ambassador. I'm a chief of mission. You're a chief of mission. We are called to reconcile people to God. Are we simply enjoying the perks? Safe nine to five life? Are we negating our responsibility as ambassadors? Oh God, help us not to. Help us not to negate our responsibility. Help us to be incredible amazing ambassadors to share and to overflow, to be the piece of the puzzle that somebody is waiting for. Somebody's mum or dad is praying for them. Who knows? Who knows? God help us. And, and you may be here 
today and you, you, know, you actually don't even know what it's like to ha- live in relationship with him, to be reconciled to your loving Heavenly Father. Like as we saw Carolyn and, and Adam here making that step of saying, not gone is the old, I am walking forward in relationship with my loving Heavenly Father. I'm going to walk with him. I love this life of reconciliation, this beautiful peace that I have, this joy that I have, the strength that I have because of relationship with him. If you're here today and you want to know a little bit more maybe about living in relationship with a loving father, your creator, in fact, then I want to give you opportunity today to, I want to pray for you to respond to Him. If everyone would like to close their eyes, I'd like to give you opportunity to give me a wave. If you would like me to pray for you today, or someone else, you might like to come out, come up the front, and someone might like else might, if you want a man to pray with you, to stand with you today, we would love to do that at the end of the gathering. Is there anyone here that would like to say, I want to be reconciled? to God where Jesus came to take our place on that cross it was supposed to be us and he took our place he took our sin we get to walk free in a relationship with a loving heavenly father who will be with us always through the tough times through the good times he will be with us always He's preparing a place for us in heaven. That's going to be good. Is there anyone that wants to say yes today? Give me a wave. God, I thank you for your church. I thank you that you place us, each one of us, in areas of influence. I thank you for wherever we are during our week, in our workplace, in our place of study, in our our neighbourhoods, wherever we are. I thank you that you have placed us there, that you call us to be an actual influence, to influence for you. to to call others to be reconciled to you. And I thank you, Father, that you love everyone so much, that, that you are so passionate, even I sense the urgency of people to come back to you, to step into relationship with you. Father, help us. Open our eyes to see the ones around us. Open our mouth. May we not be restricted by anything. May all fear drop off. I thank you that we don't live in a, in, a, in a place where we're going to be locked up, persecuted just by sharing our faith. I thank you that it's so easy to overflow you, to share you. I thank you for the beautiful perks that we have of relationship with you. Help us, Lord, to share that with others. Help us to bring community transformation to the world around us, to our city, to our nation and the nations. Put an extra dose of courage 
into us, your church, today, I pray in Jesus' name. Bless your church and protect them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So be encouraged. You are the chief of mission wherever you go this week. God bless. Thank you, Jen. Fantastic. Would you like to stand to your feet for a moment and let's pray. Father, I thank you for your church. I thank you that we've been reminded today, even with the baptisms, that as your disciples, as your ambassadors, we died to self so that we could live for you. So I pray wherever we are and whenever we're there this week, we would be like Jesus. Father, bless us, your church, and every other part of your body in the city, in the nation, this week as we go into the community, into jobs, into clubs, into schools, into universities, wherever it is that you're sending us, that we would represent you really well and that we would be quick to share our hope, I pray. In Jesus' name. Father, if there's any amongst us today who are sick, in the name of Jesus, I command sickness to leave everybody that's not well and to be replaced with health in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for today. Bless your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming out today. Thank you for being purposed in your giving. Remember, the giving stations are on your left on the way out. Also, if you're visiting with us today, the guest bags, etc., at the back. And if you'd like anyone to stand with you in prayer for any reason at all, feel free to come down the front and someone will come and join you. Have a great day. If you filled out your faith promise card, can you please put it in one of the brown boxes at the door on the way out? That would be great. Thank you.
lift those hands high. Come on, bless them now. Say, Lord, you are good. You are good. I'm looking at a generation who knows how good he is.
cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. Over. 